0: Talk live, And you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855 free. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And Brad Jardis back for uh, yet another week. You are a regular uh, co-host on the show now, Brad, and I'm glad that you're here uh, because you pr- kind of bring an unusual perspective to a conversation being that you were a law enforcement officer for over a decade. Yeah. So folks that maybe they've never heard your voice before, that's kind of an important thing to know about you. You've had quite the, the personal journey over the last, oh, I don't know, five or six years or so of your life. Yeah, and now here you are on Free yeah. Talk Live. It's been quite a trip and I, I Did went... you think you'd ever be sitting behind a, a microphone when you first started listening to the show?
1: Well, when I first started listening, um I would listen to Free Talk Live when I'd worked the midnight shift, you know, I'd be driving around in my cruiser listening to uh listening to the show and I'd be like, "Man, I can't believe the cops did that." And then I'd be like, "Man, I just did that the other day." <laughs> <laughs> and uh eventually it just got to the point where uh you know, through communicating with you and other folks like uh, Sam Dodson and other people involved in the Free State project that I eventually just couldn't justify to myself anymore uh enforcing the laws that I was told that I had to do and uh you know I'm hoping through my contributions to uh the activism uh, involved in the liberty movement that I can make a difference and help you know people understand that the police uh are used to hurt people
0: you know i think I think you definitely have made a difference and will continue to do so your your new area of activism is I think pretty exciting I know um I think you know I hope you are very successful at it, and like I've told you, I want to do whatever I can to help you. essentially, you've kind of jumped on board with some activists who have been aggressed against by the people calling themselves the state, and you've jumped on to help them defend themselves in court, even though you're not an actual licensed You know, uh, government-approved attorney, there are certain rules in some some states, and I I don't know how many of them have these rules, but New Hampshire does have them, that allows just the, the lay person to represent another person. And uh, you can only do it to a certain extent, though. I think they—what is it, two per two at a time, or is it two per year? What's- well,
1: it's it's very cleverly hidden. Um, what the law says is that if you're a person of good moral character, you know whatever that means, um, you can represent someone else uh, in court as long as um, you don't do it commonly. And commonly isn't actually defined in statute. It has to do oh, okay. with whatever the attorney general. Uh, and the New Hampshire Supreme Court say it is. Right now, um, I'm working on two cases right now, my first two cases ever, and um, I've talked to quite a few attorneys. In fact, I've been getting anonymous phone calls from attorneys who blocked the number, and then they've been calling me up and giving me advice. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few people who uh, believe the New Hampshire court system is legitimately corrupt,
0: I I think it's probably true with all court systems, but the thing is, uh, the reason why we see so much of it here is because people are willing to pull back the curtain here. There are people that are willing to uh, to put it on the line, to put their freedom on the line to really show folks how bad things are. Uh, we were just having a meeting before the show with one of the abused fathers. Uh, there was a, a recent post over at freekeen.com of video footage of an abused dad who was uh, testifying at a, at a grievance panel hearing up here in New Hampshire about just some of the terrible things that this court system has been doing and usually courts around the country get away with this stuff on a regular basis. They just roll right over people's uh, freedoms and rights and you know nobody knows what to do about it. The average person whose rights are destroyed can't afford to uh, to hire an attorney. I mean, who can afford it's hard to afford 60 bucks an hour, let alone 260 or 360, you know, dollars per hour. Lawyers are are not cheap. And so usually what ends up happening is people just have their rights trashed. Right. And if they complain about it, then it's very rare that anybody's going to follow their case. You know, the, the local news media, it happens so often they, they would fill their airwaves if they covered all of the corruption that was going on in the local court system. So, you know, to some extent, it's not news because it's so common.
1: Right. Well, a, a big thing that I see happening is a uh, gentleman like uh, the fellow who was uh, in the studio, or he just left for a minute, but he uh, wanted to see the studio. People like him are, are finding uh, people involved in the liberty movement, people in- involved in the free state project, and they're hearing our message uh, from a different perspective. In that they know how bad the system is, uh, and they've felt the hurt that this can cause their life. And then, you know, they see there's a group of uh, a group of people who are saying, you know, we want to take uh, power, we want to strip power either significantly or completely away from the state apparatus. Um, people really like hearing that, and it 's sort of like uh, now there 's this fellow who who 's here and he 's getting to know uh, us and our beliefs on different items because you know who knows what his particular vantage point is mm-hmm. He just knows the state 's been screwing him over really badly, and um, I think it 's an excellent way uh, you know and it 's another part of the outreach i 'm trying to do to to get people. Um, to to join with us on things that they can understand because it's affected their life, and then um, tell them, well, "Look, see all these other people who are getting screwed over by the state, left and right, all over the place. Like, join us to help them."
0: Right, and I was actually just listening to uh, the Angel Clark show at LRN FM earlier today, and I heard her have a guy on from Delaware who's like the you know the state chair of the Libertarian Party down there, and he was talking about this new law that's going to regulate. Uh, I guess electricians' apprentices. So an apprentice has to have more qualifications, or has to have some sort of a you know permission slip in order to be an apprentice, even uh, in that particular business. And obviously, he was upset about it because people that love liberty don't like to see uh, regulations come down on businesses. We we I think most people that love liberty understand that uh, the marketplace can self-regulate. So it's yeah. not to say that there's nothing wrong with standards. Standards are a fine thing. It's just that. You don't have to force them on people. If I want to hire an unlicensed electrician, I would know, or an uncertified one, I would know that I'd be, perhaps I'd be taking a risk. And as a as a homeowner, as a person who owns private property, I should be able to be free to take that risk. It may mean I'll save a few bucks. Uh, hopefully, the, the unlicensed uh, electrician or the, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call them, the, the free electrician will, uh, will do as good of a job. And in my experience, they have. I have, you know, done those things in the past. I have hired people that have not been state licensed and they've done a fine job for me and they've done it for less. And in fact, Just because somebody has a state license doesn't mean anything about how good of a job they're going to do. Well,
1: when I I, when I think back to some of the tests I took at the police academy, I I went uh, back in 2000 and um, they are like it was before they had all the computerized system and it was like the bubbles that you fill in. And I remember Mm. just filling them out and being like, I can't believe they're asking these stupid questions and not to not to mention, like you can get. I think, like, you have to get a 70% to pass. But, I mean, imagine if all the questions you got wrong were all the ones about the Constitution, right? Right. And then, so so now you are legitimately... Wait, so they
0: actually have questions about the Constitution? Well,
1: lightly. Okay. Not too deep, but... So now you're the certified police officer. You've passed the test, but you don't know S about the Constitution. Right. Um... But, you know, you do know that your tires need to be inflated to so many PSI. I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Anyone who thinks that state licensing actually accomplishes anything other than being a protection racket. I mean, it's it's, it's just, uh, why aren't cars flying off the road? You know, auto mechanics are not... Uh, not licensed. State licensed, yeah, they're not state licensed, and I always use that argument when I go and get my haircut because you know people who uh, got their cosmetology license, you know, they have a they have skin in the game because they spent so much money, and then trying to get through to them like, oh, look, you don't need to be uh, certified to be competent, but you don't need to be licensed by the state to be competent. You know, the the beauty schools are the ones who say, oh, we need more hours of training. That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember when uh, it was a, several years ago, one of the first instances of civil disobedience that really got me fired up about coming to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project was the Outlaw Manicurist, where uh, one man decided to offer a manicure and do it for money and do it in front of the Office of Regulation for Manicures or whatever they're called. And uh, he did this, and a, a lady came out to be the victim of the the illegal manicuring <laughs> the so, victim bureaucrat right so she paid well no she wasn't a bureaucrat she was she was the victim like, oh. what i mean is i 'm joking she wasn't oh, a victim great. she was his customer, uh, but from the bureaucrat's oh, right. perspective she 'd yeah. be the victim right of of an unlicensed manicure, yes, so she comes out and they sit down in front of the uh, the bureaucracy that regulates manicures, and they perform a manicure. Uh, And he was arrested for that. Yeah, I I mean, they actually put
1: him in jail overnight for
0: that. They did, and it turned out that the regulations that require that someone go to X amount of hours, like hundreds of hours of beauty school, literally did come from a state rep who... Owns a beauty school. Owns a beauty school. (laughs) Yep. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Coming up, the New York Times comes out in favor of not taking a plea deal. We'll explain. This is huge. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE.
2: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. Uh, they're all free, so those include listening options. We've got broadband, mid-band, narrow-band streams, different sizes, uh, bit rates for different Internet connections. You'll find one that works for you, and you'll find that it's all free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, plus, want to remind you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. We talked a little bit about it a moment ago, and the idea is a simple one. People who love liberty should get together because when you get together, your effectiveness increases you can do more than you've ever imagined. Uh, I come from Florida originally. Brad, you're a New Hampshire native. But uh, I'm a native of Florida, and I spent 26 years of my life there, Uh, moved up here in, in 2006, and... And I've never looked back. I mean, it's a completely different world up here as far as the activism scene is concerned, and it just keeps getting better. Whereas down in Florida, I was constantly struggling to, you know, put the most basic form of outreach together. Here, we've got everything happening from mass organized political movements to, uh, you know, to civil disobedience, courtroom activism, as you've been doing recently. All kinds of different stuff is going on, and you can get involved. Go to FreeStateProject.org. And learn more about it. That's freestateproject.org. Plus, the Porcupine Freedom Festival registration is open for that now over at porkfest.com. That's porkfest. That's pork with a C E P O R C, as in porcupine. Porkfest.com. Looking forward to that. That's going to be a blast. I was nailing down some sponsorship details with the uh, with the event organizers uh, today, so it's going to be nice to have uh, the Shire Society and Freekeen once again uh, sponsoring the uh, the pavilion, which is kind of the place where everybody hangs out uh, for the most part during during Pork Fest. I'm,
1: so. I'm getting married at
0: Pork Fest on on. I heard about that. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's going to be quite a party. Will that, where will that be happening? Do you uh know?
1: Well, I talked to Jason Osborne the other day about from seiko Cai, and um, he told me that uh, it's going to be the time he gave. Us this was Wednesday um, from 4 to 8, and it's going to be uh, the pavilion in a tent. And it's going cool. to be a very interesting clash between my blood family and my chosen liberty family. A clash? It's going to be a clash, yeah. Wh- 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 why will there be a clash? Well, there's lots of Republicans in my family, and, and they're going to be coming, and they're going to be seeing people uh, behaving as free, <laughs> free, people. <laughs> free people should. And um, they're going to be like, oh, my God. you know, If they didn't think I was in a cult before, you know, they're going to think I'm in a cult now
0: toll free number here is 855 450 you know it's funny when people call uh, the liberty community a cult because it doesn't fit the parameters i mean if you look at the the state and the belief systems that surround the state that's the cult
1: the state of the liberty movement is strong
0: like it's like the uh, the pot calling the kettle black i mean the state has chance yeah it has i mean if you look at the the hallmarks of cults they've got a charismatic leader and in the state cult, they are electing their so-called leaders when it comes to these presidents. Now, obviously, not everyone in the cult agrees with one of the leaders or the other. But the point is, a lot of them do, and they have a charismatic leader, or several of them, if you want to consider more politicians as leaders. I don't. I think they're thugs and uh, you know violent uh, men and women. I don't consider them my leaders, but that's what people call them. Uh, so there's that, and then there's the, the brainwashing. I mean, when you chant things over and over again, like... Oh, I don't know. Kids do every single day with the Pledge of Allegiance, every single day of the week. That's brainwashing. Chanting, that's total brainwashing technique.
1: I remember one night um, I went to the uh, high school in Epping where I used to work, and we were checking it because the alarm went off. And I said to my partner, I said, you know, <clears throat> these places really are like indoctrination centers. And um, he said, well, good. And I said, well, why is that good? I mean, why would you want to take critical thinking skill? you know, deprogram the natural desire to have critical thinking skills? And he said, well, you know, it turns people into good citizens. And that's... that's right. That's what pe- That's what the government
0: wants. Good citizens, meaning obedient, meaning don't question. Don't think. Meaning do as we say. Let's go to Matthew, listening in Connecticut. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Brad.
3: Um, well, I was, uh, how are you doing, guys? Uh, hey. I was going to talk about property rights, but... Um, now that you mentioned this cult thing, I just want to do a quick comment about that. Uh, yeah, I was mentioning uh, to my piano teacher uh, about how I was, uh, you know, going to join the Free State Project and how I was heading up for the Liberty Forum and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, you know, um, and she was interested about it and all that. But then she said, you know, um, I know you have certain, you know, feelings about this thing and everything, but I'm going to ask you to to objectively, you know, look, check this out online. Just make sure this thing objectively is not a cult," she said and and I was thinking you know the same thing as you were i mean uh you know there's there's no one there's no one in this thing that you you know you have to follow or you have to uh you know subscribe to any uh you know you don't have to, to wake up and act a certain way or you know to pledge your allegiance to anything um and uh, so I thought, I thought that was interesting and then how would i, I objectively you know what is she th- uh you know, find out if this is considered, you know, who would be the uh, source that would be able to say whether it is or not, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, there's no, right, I mean, there's no expert on, a lot of people maybe are self-styled experts on cults, but there's not, you know, one person who can deem whether something is is or is not a cult. There are just certain common signs of whether or not something is a cult uh, that should be, you know, uh, red flags that should go up.
3: Right, exactly, and, and you know, if, you know, if we ask the state what uh, their opinion is on if it's a cult, if it was a cult or not, you know what I mean? We we could uh, we could really make a good guess what their sort of view is. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So what I was going to actually talk about was uh, was property rights, and um, I, it's funny because I've been looking at this, you know, libertarian stuff for year and a half, two years, whatever, and I, I never really thought of it like this. But one way to look at this whole thing, um, to look at the state, is as just one big uh, Property right violation. It's just a property right violation.
0: Sure, across the board. Uh, yeah. there's,
3: one, there's one way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, and
0: really, the violation is ultimately of your own personal property, and that your own body is really what's being violated when it when you right, get down right. to it. Because not everybody owns physical property necessarily. Of you know, as far as like the the land kind of property, uh, but everybody yeah. does own themselves in theory. At least that's what we'd like to believe. And when they tell you you have to do something or you you must do something you don't want to do or that you can't do something that you do want to do, then that's when they're violating your property rights in many, I, many and ways.
3: I, and I thought that we could be a good, like a real good way to explain it to someone, just explain them what like what rights actually are, and then from there it just follows that you know this thing doesn't make any sense. And when and when they say, oh well, you know you don't like it, you could leave. Oh, they they say that like it's real easy, like you could just. You just go and you know, <laughs> right? Out. And it'll, like it'll you don't have real to real. beg
0: the uh, the the you know the masters for a pass right. to but, leave. Get your but, hall pass. But, I think it's like
1: seven hundred dollars yeah, right.
0: now. But
3: but that's all, but that's all your resources, and that's all your you know, the, you know, time is is important. You know, you have to figure all, all this out. If if you know if you really have rights, and why is he um, honest on the on the individual to figure all that out, <laughs> I well, just wanted to sh- sh- it could be a good way to explain to someone who's new, you know that the state is a you know, basically just a rights violation. Well
0: you, you thank re- you, Matthew, for the call. I appreciate it.
1: You really do have rights, Matthew. It's just the, um, the rights, whether they're either written down in, in statutes or written down in the Constitution, they're ignored and they're disregarded on a daily basis by people uh, using violence, and I used to be one of them, and it doesn't really matter. You know if the state is there and it's going to do what it wants to do.
0: Well, it doesn't really exist. No, it's an idea. State's an idea. Right, right. And that's it. It's an idea that needs to to go. 1-855-453. That's the Sekel CAI toll-free line. It's a very cultish, destructive idea. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. How else is it similar to a cult? Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free-market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, You can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Um, By the way, those features include our bulletin board system. You can go get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners and do it all for free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's it's basically our forum. Uh, That's bbs.freetalklive.com. So if you want to tell us more about why you think the state is a cult... I would love to to hear about it. Of course, some some would say that uh, a cult has to be of a certain size in order to be qualified as a cult, but I don't think that's true. I think that generally only occur I think that provision only uh, comes into play when we're talking about the difference between cults and religion. Like there's there's some arbitrary dividing line between when your religious belief system is still a cult And when it becomes a full-blown, like, organized religion. Well, the
1: state would be both, wouldn't it? A cult and a religion? Yes. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, go to court and look around. I mean, it's shaped exactly like a church. I mean... The judge is on the altar. There, they're wearing pe- a robe. They're wearing a robe. There's pews. Yeah. yeah, there might not be a place to kneel down. They probably just haven't incorporated that yet. You
0: know, they want you to stand. They may Sit want you to Stand kneel. is, is you know, almost the equivalent yeah. of uh, kneeling. And besides, they're up on, uh, the, the judge is up on high anyway, so yeah. he's already above you.
1: Except in here in Keene, um, the judge is like, yeah, that's true. Uh, the judge is on eye level, and that's, that's weird. Not, well,
0: actually, it's not true. There is a slight step up. There is. Yep, there is a there's a one step up in uh, up here in Keene, and what the reason why that is the way it is in Keene is because they rent a room from the city. Basically, mm-hmm. the courthouse. You know, Keene's not a big place. Twenty three thousand people live here, and the surrounding area is maybe seventy thousand people. So he's just they're just renting the second floor one of those rooms in the city building uh for i think it's a buck a month or something like that. The city cut their rent after they started they they were shutting down one day per month on a furlough uh, an unpaid furlough because they couldn't afford to pay all their bills basically so the city waived essentially waived their their rent. And now they are building a new $10 million court facility here in Keene. So they're, Holy fi- cow. they're finally going to have their, their own actual security checkpoint. There's, and- be,
1: there's probably going to be like a moat in like a, uh, <laughs> and like a It's going to be like fortified. Right, then, because of all the activists Yeah, here. look at the jail. I mean, I remember when you folks uh, moved here initially, like you could walk around the jail. It wasn't a big deal. Now, if you look at it without, you know, a written letter, I mean, they'll put you they'll in come jail. And
0: arrest you for trespass, as yeah. happened to me in, tw- in 2020. 10. so 855 uh, free that again the uh, the toll free number here do you think the state's a cult what other kind of uh points would you like to make on that Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. meantime there's uh, news in the new york times which is it's pretty huge i mean the new york times yeah it's a newspaper and they're kind of dying out but it is still one of the most popular newspapers in the country is it se- isn't it the second largest it may be the largest i'm not what would be the number one with the, the washington Day? post washington post Yeah, i'm curious about it. if you want to look yeah, at it let I'll me know uh but the new york times big big paper and their website fairly well read as well so this is a, this, this article is going to get some pretty serious penetration uh, it's by michelle alexander after years as a civil rights lawyer i rarely find myself speechless but some questions a woman i know posed during a phone conversation one recent evening gave me pause she asked what would happen If we organized thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people charged with crimes to refuse to play the game, to refuse to plea out, what if they all insisted on their Sixth Amendment right to trial? Couldn't we bring the whole system to a halt just like that? Yep. And the answer, I mean, the the short version of this article is yes, yes, you can. That's exactly what needs to be done. Now, whether people will do it or not is another question, and we can dig into that here in a moment. But the woman was Susan Burton, who knows a lot about being processed through the criminal justice system. Her odyssey began when a Los Angeles police cruiser ran over and killed her five-year-old son. Consumed with grief and without access to therapy or antidepressant medications, Susan became addicted to crack cocaine. She lived in an impoverished black community under siege in the war on drugs, and it was but a matter of time before she was arrested and offered the first of many plea deals that left her behind bars for a series of drug-related offenses. Every time she was released, she found herself trapped in an undercast, subject to legal discrimination in employment and housing. Fifteen years after her first arrest, Susan was finally admitted to a private drug treatment facility and given a job. After she was clean, she dedicated her life to making sure no other woman would suffer through what she had been through. Susan now runs five safe homes for formerly incarcerated women in Los Angeles, her organization A New Way of Life supplies a lifeline for women released from prison. But it does much more. It's also helping to start a movement. With groups like All of Us or None, it's organizing formerly incarcerated people and encouraging them to demand restoration of their basic civil and human rights. I was stunned by Susan's questions about plea bargains because she, of all people, knows the risks involved in forcing prosecutors to make cases against people who have been charged with crimes. Could she be serious about organizing people on a large scale to refuse to plea bargain when charged with a crime? Yes, I'm serious, she flatly replied. And I have to say I know a little bit about this as well because I have refused to take plea bargains and the last time I refused it, I ended up getting a longer jail sentence because of it.
1: Yeah, they'll got, punish you for it, right? I
0: got a fifty percent longer sentence uh, as a result of that, and so she gets to uh, to addressing that here in a moment. I launched, says the author's article, predictably into a lecture about what prosecutors would do to people if they actually tried to stand up for their rights. The Bill of Rights guarantees the the accused basic safeguards, including the right to be informed of charges against them, to an impartial, fair, and speedy jury trial, to cross-examine witnesses, and to the assistance of counsel. But in this era of mass incarceration, when our nation's prison population has quintupled in a few decades, partly as a result of the war on drugs and the Get Tough movement, these rights are, for the overwhelming majority of people hauled into courtrooms across America, just theoretical. More than 90% of criminal cases are never- Tried before a jury. Most people charged with crimes forfeit their constitutional rights and plead guilty. Think about it. You've probably done this. Whoa, well, whoa! Well, well, I know you might be saying to yourself, well, I've never been arrested. Of course, those of you who have. You certainly know about this. But uh, if you're saying to yourself, I've never been arrested. Ask yourself this. Have you ever received a speeding ticket? How about a parking ticket? Every time you check that box on the back, plead guilty, and you cut them that check, you just took a plea, a plea deal. That's a fact. Because if you have a right to a trial, that means you have a right to a trial for the parking ticket. That's right. And the speeding ticket and whatever other nonsense stop sign tickets, whatever other garbage tickets that they uh, they hand out to you. Most
1: people don't want to uh, have the hassle of taking time off from work because even if it's a, a nonsense ticket like a $5 parking ticket and you want the state to prove its case, you still have to literally take a whole day off from work. Oh, yeah. Because you have to sit there and listen to the the endless droning on of people, the judge saying, did you sign a speedy trial waiver? Did you waive your rights? Okay, pay at the window. Like, um, when I was there in Merrimack uh, Circuit Court the other day, uh, representing a different activist, um, I was I looked at her and I said, this just looks like this prosecutors grabbing these people by the ankles and like shaking them upside down to take their money. It's
0: totally what they do. Yes. Yeah, and they do it day in and day out. I was actually surprised this morning. I do don't take a plea deal outreach every single Monday morning. And I'd never seen it so dead. I don't know what they must not have arrested anyone over the weekend or something <laughs> like that. It was like maybe three people came in, whereas normally there's, you know, 50 yeah. that come in. So, I mean, that was nice to see. It was a good problem to have, not have anyone to hand those flyers out to. Uh, But uh, so, you know, talking about the idea of refusing these plea deals, this is a really powerful concept. But you're right, Brad. They set the system up to make it very convenient for you to pay hey we'll even give you the envelope here you go when you get the around here where you get the parking ticket that's already comes in the, the envelope you just can put the money in yep. seal the envelope and drop it off in one of their conveniently placed payment boxes or you
1: can pay online with your credit card it's i easy. don't know if they
0: allow that in Keene. i don't think we're that oh, advanced uh here in uh, the, the boonies but but they do try to make it as easy as they can to, to shake that money out right. of you and and it it costs you more time And it can cost you more in the long run as far as jail time or money if you end up going to a trial and getting found guilty. So there are some serious risks involved in this. It's well known they like to punish you for pleading not guilty. But nothing is worth doing that's easy. 855-450-FREE or very little. 1-855-450-3733. More from the New York Times on not taking a plea deal here in moments. It's Free Talk Live.
4: People ask me, Tim, why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet. And most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? Verbal surgery.com. Check it out today.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that we give to you over there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to shop with us. Head over to shop.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon. Through the links, you'll find there different Amazons for different countries. You click in the right Amazon for you, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you're going to buy, you're probably going to buy it anyway. And Amazon's got great prices, free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. And they even sell used items as well. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, you can go that route. And pretty much anything you buy when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com, a portion of the sale is going to come to Free Talk Live. So once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. Dot com And Free Talk Live is, uh, you know, we've for a long time been fans of antiwar.com. It's a great site where they really do an incredible job of focusing on all manner of international war that's happening. We're not just talking about the stuff you, the U.S. is involved in, but just war, period. And they cover it and they cover it in detail and you're, you're not going to see coverage like this anywhere else. So uh they do need your support though. There's a fund drive going on. You can go to antiwar.com and you'll see the uh, the funding drive information there. They they need your help to keep this thing going on. And so once again, drop on over to antiwar.com and help those folks out. And don't and don't forget to uh to bookmark the site uh while you're at it. Once again, that's antiwar.com. Uh so 855 free the toll-free number here as we continue talking about the New York Times piece that – I mean, this is big. Don't take a plea deal. Never take a plea deal. Hitting it big with the New York Times piece. And actually, the Times has covered the Julian Heichlin situation uh, where, if you're not familiar, 79-year-old man has been arrested at multiple courthouses across this country for handing out jury nullification information out in the front of it to encourage jurors that they should – embrace their right, you know, this thousand-year-old right or whatever the jurors have to say not guilty based on their conscience, based on how they feel about a law, not just the facts in the case, but how they feel about the law. This guy standing out in front of the courthouse, giving this information out, you'd think freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, freedom of of assembly. No, no, he's been arrested like a dozen plus times at various different courthouses. So the New York Times has reported on him, too. So, you know, credit to them where, where credit's due. And in fact, there was an update on the Heikland case Recently, just as an aside, uh, according to an email that he sent out, uh, the U.S. versus Heiklin case out of New York, where he was arrested at the Manhattan federal uh, courthouse for handing out his flyers, uh, turns out they have abandoned active pursuit of prosecution. This is from Heikland's email. Uh, perhaps since discretion may be the better part of valor, valor and subsilencio, it seems the U.S. have conceded the first article of the amendment to the U.S. Constitution includes the unfettered right to discuss among and with our fellow Americans the meaning of the terms art. Terms of art in the Constitution, such as a criminal trial, a jury, an impartial trial, and other civil rights, and so on, without fear of being accused of attempting juror tampering because one attempts to engage their fellow Americans in a thoughtful and impassioned academic discourse on these complex constitutional questions without segregating and excluding potential jurors from those who may otherwise enjoy the benefit of such a rigorous public policy and legal debate. So it looks like they've dropped the charges at this point in New York City, at least those federal charges against Julian Heichlin. What
1: I remember about this case was um, he was um, thoroughly molested at Rikers Island, wasn't he? He actually got sent to a hospital in New York City and he had a body cavity search Uh, His rectum was. Was it that case? I don't
0: recall that being this particular case, but I don't know. There've been so many arrests; it's hard to keep track of them all.
1: I think this is the one um, in New York, because of course, yeah, he's had a a bunch everywhere. Right, because
0: he's still facing six months in jail in Florida for handing out uh, flyers down there.
1: Right, but I mean, tip, I I bet you, uh, you know, a million dollars that I don't have that there's going to be no repercussions for the federal protective service officers. Oh, of course not. Who arrested him? And no. you know, this is an important constitutional right that was just stripped away from this this you know very peaceful kind uh, older gentleman. And um, the government's just able to do that with impunity. You know, there's there's absolutely no repercussion in large part for doing t- this type of stuff, and that's a big problem with the state to begin with.
0: Right. Well, they don't hold themselves accountable. No. Why should they? Why should they? They're going to get your money whether they hold themselves accountable or not. They're going to get your money whether you like how they've done whether you like the job they're doing or not. And, and it doesn't matter if it's 9% of the people that support what Congress does. And it doesn't matter. And they're going to laugh about it. They will laugh all the way to the bank because they mm-hmm. know that come the next election cycle, either they themselves will win reelection because 90-something percent of incumbents are reelected, no yeah. matter No matter how crappy Americans say, on one hand, they think these people are, they keep voting for them. Uh, because, you know, it still is the choice between two, the lesser of two evils. and Two crap sandwiches. Cases. Yeah, exactly. So let's get back to one of the things that can put an end to a lot of this tyranny. And that is the idea of not taking the plea deal. And this is a very powerful concept. And hence, if you are to utilize this, this not take the plea deal strategy, they will punish you for it. There's a good chance that they will come after you harder than they otherwise would are you taking this strategy because they know what it means they know that this is a this is a huge achilles heel for the state essentially well
1: i think um uh, the appropriate way to go about this would be to find some sort of minutiae like some some something legitimate so you don't walk in there and say yeah i'm pleading not guilty just to give you a hard time because uh in my experience with with judges and people representing themselves if if people get up and they make you know they they do all the pomp and ceremony call the judge your honor and stand and then they try to do something that sounds legitimate in large part uh judges will either place the case on file reduce the fine you you know it's like kind of like a reprieve from the throne if you will like Mm -hmm. judges uh, judges appreciate people coming in and taking part in the theater which is the court system so there's ways to go about not taking the plea that don't necessarily always have to involve with you getting squished you know if you get found guilty
0: we can talk more about that Uh, but i wanted to share a little bit more from this story here from the new york times where more than 90 percent of criminal cases this is according to an attorney so it's an attorney writing this piece Uh, She's been on the phone with a friend of hers who basically says she's serious about organizing people to refuse plea bargains. She points out that more than 90% of criminal cases are never tried before a jury, and most people charged with crimes forfeit their constitutional rights and plead guilty. According to Timothy Lynch, the director of the Criminal Justice Project at Cato Institute, he says the truth is that the government officials have deliberately engineered the system to assure that the jury trial system established by the Constitution is seldom used. In other words, the system is rigged. In the race to incarcerate, politicians champion stiff sentences for nearly all crimes, including harsh mandatory minimum sentences and three strikes laws. The result is a dramatic power shift from judges to prosecutors. The Supreme Court ruled in 1978 that threatening someone with life imprisonment for a minor crime in an effort to induce him to forfeit a jury trial did not violate his Sixth Amendment right to trial. <laughs> Thirteen years later, in Harmelin v. Michigan, the court ruled that life imprisonment for a first-time drug offense did not violate the Eighth Amendment's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. And this is what happens, by the way, when a group of men in robes who are almost completely unaccountable are given the authority to determine what things mean. Yeah. I mean, the, these words that are in the Constitution are not confusing. It, no. It's not written in legalese. It's not hard to understand the Constitution. But it sure as hell is hard to understand the laws.
1: Most people um, I have found when they go on their path or at least you know, I can speak for myself with, with relative authority, Like people start off – become a constitutionalists when they want greater liberty. But then when people start figuring out that the Constitution really doesn't mean anything because politically connected attorneys are able to hold these positions of power where they can literally, uh, you know, the First Amendment says, gives you five different rights. I mean, they could create a sixth right or they could make it four. You know, I mean, they could say the sky is red and that's how it has to be. And people put up with it.
0: Well, that's because say, some people actually believe that the Constitution gives them rights, which is what you said a moment ago. Yeah, well... And it doesn't. No, it just enshrines them, right? It supposedly it's enshrines supposedly, them.
1: Supposedly, but I mean, if you look at the Constitution, the Seventh Amendment says you're supposed to have a jury trial for anything, any trial, uh, any type of controversy over $20. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. The Ninth Amendment is supposedly was to protect rights that aren't in the Constitution. That doesn't happen.
0: Uh, I'd love to get a jury trial for a parking ticket, but yeah. no, they won't let me do that. Well,
1: you wouldn't be able to get, get one here, Constitution. Constitutionally because it's five dollars and you would need fifteen. Oh, more. I see what you're
0: saying. So, <laughs> but there's plenty of speeding tickets where you can't get a jury <laughs> yeah. trial for either. Yeah,
1: there are states where you can have jury trials for speeding tickets. Oh, that'd uh, be awesome. Yeah,
0: that's something. That, that, that's one of the things that we could change, perhaps here in New Hampshire. Oh, you
1: could change that easily with a, with you know instead of a, a, a law that says. You know something so drastic? You just say, "Oh no, we we want to protect the ju- the right to a jury trial in all of the cases, all of the time." And it would backlog. The, oh my god! It would. Oh man! Because
0: if if, we've had so many activists take a speeding ticket to trial, but it's always a bench trial, and yeah. the judge always finds you guilty. Yeah, the judge doesn't care. I mean, we still do it just to clog the system as much as we can and waste as much of their time and money as possible. I mean, from a principal perspective, it's still being done. Yep. But boy, if we could get juries picked for every speeding ticket, <laughs> they'd be dropping those things left and right. Yeah. They wouldn't want to mess with those kind of costs. 855, because they've got to pay all the jurors to come in. (laughs) 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program, inviting you to take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com here tonight with you. It's Ian. And Bradley. And uh, by the way, speaking of the website, the features there we give away. Unlike a lot of those talk show hosts want to charge you uh, for their sites. So do enjoy those features there. You actually get to control the content if you'd like. You can submit different things to the site. And when I say things, I mean links to... For instance, YouTube videos or blog posts or news items, and then other listeners get to vote, and you get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there, get interactive. We're talking about a, a pretty important piece appearing in the New York Times. I think it was yesterday. So the Sunday edition wow. of the New York Times. <laughs> the biggest circulation day. Right. This is huge. And it's an opinion piece, and it's fairly lengthy, by the Michelle Alexander, who is uh, apparently is a civil rights lawyer, and she's she's done it for years. She was on the phone with a friend of hers whose name is uh, Susan, Susan Burton. And Susan Burton has founded an organization after 15 years in and out of uh, prisons because she got addicted to crack cocaine and took some plea deals and ended up ruining her life. Uh, the That is, the plea deals ruined her life. Because, as as she points out, it trapped her in an undercast and it made her subject to certain discrimination that uh, does not make life easier or better. Uh, And she founded an organization that's uh, basically a lifeline for women released from prison. And she's also starting a movement. And she's interested in organizing people into not taking plea deals because she understands from her personal experience that it did not make things better for her to take the plea deal. In the long run, it actually worked out worse. And uh, so – Let's we'll share more of the story here, but she's she, – this is huge, huge news because, one, it's introducing the idea of not taking a plea deal to a mass audience. This is a, a very powerful idea that has the potential to completely crash the system. I mean, the the headline of this story is go to trial, colon, crash the justice system. By the way,
1: the New York Times is the third largest uh, publication as far as circulation – um, of a newspaper in the United States and you were right the Wall Street Journal was the biggest but still I mean the, well, I thought
0: it was the New York Times so oh, I, oh I'm sorry I um, didn't realize that
1: still I mean the New York Times has read worldwide and worldwide has just been just been presented with the idea all the people who uh you know don't who've been wronged by the justice system to just you know tell, spread the word that if you plead not guilty and everyone pleads not guilty the system is going to have to reorganize itself
0: No wonder then, writes the Times, that most people waive their rights. Again, this is uh, Michelle Alexander, a uh, civil rights attorney. Take the case of Emma Faye Stewart, a single African-American mother of two who was arrested at age 30 in a drug sweep in Hearn, Texas, in the year 2000. In jail with no one to care for her two young children, she began to panic. Though she maintained her innocence, the court-appointed lawyer told her... Take the plea. Plead guilty, because then they don't have to do as much work frankly, uh, since the prosecutor offered probation to Ms. Stewart. Again, she's in jail. When they put you in jail, you're sweating it out, man. I mean, it's an intense experience, especially if you've never been there before. It can can be very intense. Most people
1: will sign anything or do anything just to get out. Just to
0: get out, exactly. And they know that, and they use that to pressure you. And then, you know, she took the plea deal. So what happened? Well, again, she maintained her innocence, but after spending a month in jail... She finally relented to the plea. She was sentenced to 10 years probation and ordered to pay a $1,000 fine. Sounds fine, right? Oh, no problem. Just get out, be a good little girl, and you'll be fine. Just 10 years of probation.
1: <laughs> just 10 years of never never committing a felony, although you probably commit four a day and don't even know it.
0: Not even a felony. I mean, you can VOP on a misdemeanor.
1: Yeah, most, most people I found in county jail in New Hampshire are there because they have a violation of probation for testing positive for marijuana.
0: That's a huge one. And there's also just other nonsense. Uh, there were guys in jail that were telling me that uh, one of them got violated because his dad had a beer in the fridge. Yeah. So he was staying with his parents, and the probation terms basically say you can't have alcohol anywhere on the premises of where you're staying. So it doesn't matter if it's not your house. Uh, yeah. it's, not, it's not just about your room. It's about the entire household, essentially. Yeah. And the probation officer came in, checked out the house, found a beer in the fridge, VOP, back in jail. Probation
1: officers, um, you know, I spend a considerable amount of time going uh, house to house with them. Um, they, as a cop. As a, as a cop, cop. As a police officer, right. They can walk right into your house. Um, they don't have to anytime, knock. Right? Anytime, right? Um, they don't have to knock. They can walk through. because it's, it's Are you con- supposed
0: to, like, leave the door unlocked or they have a key? Uh,
1: well, typically you're supposed to leave it unlocked um, if you're home. Well, that's but safe. But if, if you're not, um, obviously they can't. That, well i 'm sure they could tell you not to lock it, but um, you have to let them in. you have to answer their phone calls, and you have to do what they say and The probation officers typically typically you know if you read their job description, it says their job is to keep people out of jail and help people you know reintegrate with the community from their life what a joke. from their life of crime of smoking pot, you know, and then they need uh, the state's help to lead a more law abiding life um in probation again it's just a it's it's a consensual agreement with the court where you give up your rights uh and serve a sentence it's hardly
0: consensual oh i mean when they're twisting the screws
5: on
1: you. well that's the way the court when the courts when the courts rule about the constitutionality of it they say well you know probation is a choice right you
0: volunteer to give up your rights parole
1: parole too i mean is even more restrictive that is a choice you don't have to serve your prison sentence for growing plants outside of the walls you know you choose to do it so if the police see you on the street they can
0: shake you down and grab your genitals at any time because you've agreed to it So then her real punishment began. Remember, she agreed to get out of jail. Even though she maintained she was innocent, she agreed to 10 years probation. Hmm. Now, upon her release, Ms. Stewart was saddled with a felony record. She was destitute because a lot of people, you know, they just, they're having a tough time in life. They're barely paying the bills. They're living paycheck to paycheck. This is not uncommon in America for people to do this. And now you're a felon. Well, right. And when you're living paycheck to paycheck, that means that if you miss a paycheck, you're going to lose your house. Everything. So if you're just barely paying the bills, living paycheck to paycheck, all of a sudden you get caught up, as this woman did, in in a drug sweep, wrongly caught up in a drug sweep, or rightly, whichever one, it's going to ruin your life because you're in jail You aren't going to be able to make the payment to the landlord. You're not going to be able to make the car payment. You're not going to be able to do these things unless you happen to have a network of people who care about you and who aren't going to just kick you to the curb, as a lot of people will. Oh, my God. Did you hear about her? She got arrested. We can't associate with her anymore. And, you know, these supposed friends and family members that you have, well, guess what? You know, they say you find out who your real friends are when you go to jail. And the same thing applies to your family members as well. You'll find out who really cares about you when you go to jail.
1: Yeah, I mean, the stigma that's attached with a a conviction of any kind, I mean, even just possession of marijuana, I mean, has a stigma to it. Well, oh, you're convicted of a crime, you know, oh my God, you know, it's it's just, it's, it's insane. I mean, no one stops to think, geez, maybe there are some things that are real crimes and there are other things that aren't real crimes.
0: No, you're just a criminal. You're a criminal. Just a criminal. Yeah. And so even if you do have a group of people who cares about you, it's hard for a group of people to even take on, you know, a few extra hundred dollars. Let's say they're trying to pay your rent for you to give you a place to stay when you get back out. That's pretty tough to handle. I mean, just even for a small group of friends. Yeah. Uh, so, you know odds are good if you get arrested and you spend any more you know, any more than a few days in jail you 're probably going to lose your job. You might lose your job just for one day in jail just for not showing up to work because you ended up getting arrested. Yeah. You could lose your job based on that. so you get out of jail after she gets out of jail after a month she 's got ten years probation, but she has nothing to come to she she can 't uh, get food stamps she 's been evicted from public housing she doesn't have a, you know doesn 't have a place to live she doesn 't have a place to work and once she was homeless with her children, guess what? Her children get taken away, which is the reason why she wanted to get out in the first place, right? You're in jail. You've got kids on the outside. You want to get out to see your kids and take care of them, but no— they're going to take your kids now because you don't have a place to stay because you were in jail in the first place for a drug offense, which, by all means, no one should have been in,
1: placed in jail ever for. This is how people become hard drug users because they have everything taken away from them. What else they, do you have to live for? You have nothing to live for. Your children are taken. Your 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 sense of respect is taken. Your livelihood is taken. You know What, what choice do you have other than to do
0: anything to, to get rid of the pain? In the end, MFA Stewart lost everything, even though she took the plea deal. So what good did it really do her?
1: Don't take the plea deal.
0: 855-450-FREE. There's more about this uh, topic on the way. It's very important. People really need to consider this. And I mean across the board. Parking tickets, speeding tickets, drug possession, you name it. 855-450-FREE. As long as there's no victim involved. It's Free Talk Live.
6: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press
0: Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Have you ever not taken a plea deal? How'd it go for you? 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. We give them to you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Since I've been in New Hampshire, I have not taken the plea deal. And I would recommend that uh, others consider not taking the plea deal. But it would make better sense to not take a plea deal if you were in tandem with others. If you're not the lone wolf who's trying to take on the whole system uh, you know, all by yourself, in that case, it's really not going to do much good. If it's only one person not taking a plea deal, you're no big deal. You're a little, you're a little speck on their radar. You're nothing. Uh, but if you are a part of a movement of people who are refusing to take the plea deal. You're a real problem. You become a serious threat to the legitimacy of the state, a threat to the stability of their systems. And we'll talk more about it because the New York Times, thankfully, has been reporting on this particular strategy uh, as of yesterday in the Sunday edition of their newspaper over at, uh, again, New York Times or nytimes.com. We'll continue that piece here in a moment. 855-450-FREE is the number if you'd like to uh, jump into the conversation here. Of course, you can also bring up anything that you like. And when it comes to not taking the plea deal... That usually means you 're going to trial, so it helps to know a thing or two about the trial process and how that goes. Uh, they taught me a one or two things when I was in government school, but you don 't want to trust them how to write uh, a letter how to write it. no I mean actually about trial like oh. the, I went to law class in government high school like it 's like it was a semester long class, real basic <laughs> stuff. Uh, But you can learn a whole lot more from Jurisdictionary, and you can do it all in a weekend. Jurisdictionary.com offers you free weekly tips and tactics newsletters, the free legal dictionary, free videos. And, of course, you can buy their course, which is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it. Again, just a a single weekend for a four-CD course. You're going to learn about criminal matters, civil matters. It'll work for plaintiffs or defendants, state or federal courts. This is a great way to get the ground rules that you need to know uh, in order to go and take these people on. It's their system. It's their game. Yeah, it's rigged, but it helps to have some knowledge before you go in and uh, you know throw it up against the wall, see what sticks. So go to Jurisdictionary.com and get yourself the Jurisdictionary. That's Jurisdictionary.com. So, again, the New York Times, as uh, in their Sunday edition, reported the, the the name of the article, the title of the article, go to trial, colon, crash the justice system this is a really radical sounding article it's like they're challenging people to try it out they they i mean i I imagine that's the intention of the (laughs) uh, the woman that wrote the piece although she's a little cautious around the topic and for good reason there is risk involved okay when you're dealing with the government people these are violent folks and they are willing to put you in jail cells but remember you're always at risk from going uh, for going to jail if you love the ideas of liberty maybe they'll round you up someday put you in a camp i mean they, there could be they could do things like that they're not I'm, doing it now but that doesn't mean they won't down the line don't have, so, don't tell yourself it can't happen here
1: i have a feeling that if there's a list somewhere that we're probably on it
0: yeah that's probably true <laughs> if not they've really screwed up their list uh so a little bit more here from the the story they were talking about a lady who ended up taking a plea deal she was scared because jail's scary the system is uh, intense it's scary and uh, she was pressured she took the plea deal. She got 10 years probation and a $1,000 fine. Game over, right? No. Game just begins when it comes to probation because then they own you. Lock, stock, and barrel. You do what they say. You live by their rules. And if you violate one of them, you're back in. You're back in jail. Yep. And, uh, and this is what happens over and over again to people. It ruined her life. Taking the plea deal made things worse for her. She lost her kids after that. Because well, she couldn't take care of them due well, to losing her job and losing her home while she was in jail for that little while.
1: The big uh, big part of these laws being so strict and why, um, why so many people end up in jail has to do with the uh, correction industry, the private correction industry. Because, I mean, these companies literally send lobbyists to Washington to, um, and to different states to keep... Uh, law is strict um, because they get it money. people into their That's system. That's right. They get money to put warm bodies in cold cages, largely for things that these poor people have never done that never hurt anybody
0: and what you're saying is true about the private companies but the government still has the same incentives as well oh yeah so like even if all the prisons were government run they would still be wanting to expand their operations because that's what government bureaucrats want to do the administrators want to have more a larger budget and they want to have more people under them to boss around
1: the state has perpetual growth because of the way the incentives are for for government employees i mean the unions get stronger I, you know, I used to be a union official in a government union. And uh, I mean, the amount of control that the the unions have over local politicians is just it, it's intense. And it's, uh, you know, it, it just perpetuates
0: itself over and over and over and over. And the, the incentives are just completely backwards. So back to The New York Times here on the phone. Susan, this is one of the ladies that is organizing the or she'd like to see organization of people not taking plea deals. Susan said she knew exactly what was involved in asking people who've been charged with crimes to reject plea bargains and press for a trial. She says, believe me, I know. I'm asking what we can do. Can we crash the system just by exercising our rights? The answer is yes. The system of mass incarceration depends almost entirely on the cooperation of those it seeks to control. If everyone charged with crimes suddenly exercised his constitutional rights, there would not be enough judges, lawyers, lawyers. Or prison cells to deal with the ensuing tsunami of litigation. Not everyone would have to join for the revolt to have an impact. As the legal legal scholar Angela Davis noted, if the number of people exercising their trial rights suddenly doubled or tripled in some jurisdictions, it would create chaos. Now, that sounds like a lot, right? Doubling or tripling those numbers? But... Ultimately, it's not because the people that are taking something to trial are in a very, very small minority. It was mentioned earlier in this article that's 90 plus percent of cases take the plea deal. And I would say that's a conservative number. It's probably more like 95 percent or 97 percent in a lot of places.
1: Well, being someone who's spent considerable time in courtrooms standing, you know, uh, standing past the bar convincing people to take a plea deal and sign uh, a waiver of their rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is. It's it's ridiculously high. And, um, you know, the, the courtroom, typically, they like to have, like, I don't know, 40 to 60 people there for a the day, and they just like to bust them out really quick. And right, ring the cash register. If everyone, if everyone pled not guilty, the state would have to choose what its priorities are, and the priorities should be going after people who hurt people.
0: Right, but it's not even everyone. As as the article is pointing out here, if only two or three times the current amount decided to step up and refuse to take the plea deal, that alone would put a tremendous burden on the system. Because you can't expect everyone to do this. Not everyone's going to have the courage to do this. But if we can create an atmosphere in which people feel like they have support and they feel like they're part of some sort of a movement, uh, then... I think it's this one, can happen. I think
1: it's one of the best ideas for peaceful activism to um, to basically incentivize the state or or force the state to only go after people
0: um, whom deserve going after. It's completely inside the system. Yep. And it's non-cooperation at the same time because yep. you're not doing what they want you to. Because both options are inside the system. Taking the plea bargain, that's inside the system. And then non-cooperating and going to trial, that's also inside the system. But there's only one road that they want you to take. That's to pay. And that's to pay up and to do what they say and to take the plea deal. We'll yeah. talk more about not taking the plea deal and uh, take your calls as well. There's, a pretty, uh, there's some pretty cool resources that we can point you to as well to help you do this in your area. Obviously, the best solution is to come to New Hampshire, join the Free State Project if you love the ideas of liberty, and then do it with people that are already doing this rather than trying to start this anew in any other locality. 855-450-FREE. Your stories are welcome about plea deals or anything. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number here, 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And here with you this evening, it's Ian and Bradley. Once again, 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Uh, we give them away. Once again, free talk live. Dot com, and uh, those features include our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact. The chat room is built into the same page as the cam. And Brad, you're fairly frequent chatter, I think. Last time I
1: looked
0: in the chat room, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to see and interact over at uh, cam.freetalklive.com. We're sharing with you uh, news from the New York Times. It's actually, an opinion piece that appeared in Sunday's New York Times. So huge readership potential here. Uh, it is available on their website for free, and you know, because I've got my critiques of the New York Times and their pay for uh, their paywall system. I'm not not a big fan of that, but yeah, uh, this is out in the open at the moment, and highly recommend that uh, that people see this because the message of not taking a plea deal is so important. In a time in which, as is pointed out in the article here, that the, the prison system has just been piling on the victims, like people just being locked up left and right, the largest amount of people in prison in the entire world yep. here in this country, land of the free, and most of them are there. A lot of them are there for nonviolent so-called crimes. The crimes last no
1: victim. Yeah, the last statistic I had when I was a Leap speaker was. Um The leap law enforcement against prohibition was that um, I believe at the federal level, it was 54 percent are people, uh, people in jail for nonviolent offenses that never hurt anybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, that alone is a huge, just a huge chunk. If you could get rid of that, if you could set those people free, you could literally close down a a tremendous number of jail cells and prisons. Yeah. So we're going to get back to this a uh, little bit more here from the New York Times, and we'll also take your phone calls. But the question that the uh, that uh, the lady asked the author, and the author of this piece is a, a civil rights lawyer, is can we crash the system just by exercising our rights? And the answer is Yes, in fact, if the number of people exercising their trial rights, refusing to take the plea deal, and going to trial suddenly doubled or tripled in some jurisdictions, it would create chaos. Such chaos would force mass incarceration to the top of the agenda for politicians and policymakers, leaving them with only two viable options. Either sharply scale back the number of criminal cases filed, say for drug possession, for example, or amend the Constitution, or that is eviscerated by judicial emergency fiat. Either action would create a crisis and the system would crash. It could no longer function as it had before. And that is, I think, it's a legitimate fear to, to worry that the government might go ahead and just throw the whole right to a trial out if that were the case. That is a direction they could take it, and it seems like they're going in that direction anyway with things, so why not try this method and see what happens? But going on here, uh, either action would create a crisis and the system would crash. Mass protest would force a public conversation that to date we've been content to avoid in telling susan she was right i found myself uneasy as a mother myself i don't think there's anything i wouldn't plead guilty to if a prosecutor told me that accepting a plea was the only way to get home to my children i said i truly can't imagine risking life imprisonment so how can i urge others to take that risk even if it would send shockwaves through a fundamentally immoral and unjust system susan silent for a while replied I'm not saying we should do it. I'm saying we ought to know that it's an option. People should understand that simply exercising their rights would shake the foundations of our justice system, which works only so long as we accept its terms. As you know, another brutal system of racial and social control once prevailed in this country, and it never would have ended if some people weren't willing to risk their lives. It would be nice if reasoned argument would do, but as we've seen, that's just not the case. So maybe just maybe if we truly want to end this system some of us will have to risk our lives
1: i don't i don't know if it necessarily has to be that dramatic because if you go to court and you know you make an argument and you don't bring up the fact that you're not taking a plea just to try to gum up the works i mean I can't see how, how pleading not guilty and arguing some minutiae that isn't going to win would leave you in the same category as someone who walks in and says, I'm not, I'm not taking a plea.
0: I see you are right there, that, uh, that if you were obvious and wore your yeah. political beliefs on your sleeve, that that could yeah. make things worse for you. But either way, they still have been known to threaten people simply for not taking the plea. Yeah. I mean, just, just even if you don't make it clear the reasons why you're not taking a plea, they just don't like it right they just don't like it and they'll they'll punish you so i think her concerns are reasonable and i see that they don't want to do it like no one wants to do this no one wants to be the first People to go into this to jump into this, but the good news is you don't have to be first. We've already done that. <laughs> you gotta it's move al- here, <laughs> right? It's already happening here in New Hampshire. the uh, The Free State Project, liberty-minded people are coming here, and a lot of them are saying the hell with this. Taking the plea deal stuff, they're taking parking tickets to trial. I've yep. been to two parking ticket trials myself.
1: It's got to blow their minds that there are these little trials for five dollar parking tickets, and like the courtroom is packed with cameras. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: they're, they're,
1: people are watching. People are like grunting and like making such a big deal out of it they don't know like you know i I spoke to lots of former police officers that i was friends with and they were like what is going on you know who are these people and why are they moving here
0: the cops love it because they get paid (laughs) overtime when they go to these trials but uh, but otherwise it uh, it really can stick stick to the system we'll come back with more discussion let's actually see what dave has to say about it listening in montana dave you're on free talk live with Ian and brad
5: thanks man hey dave hey uh up here in Montana, they, you know, they had the medical marijuana and then uh, the they uh, wanted to change, they changed their mind. So the state hired an outside entity, law enforcement thing, and these guys went and raided a lot of the medical marijuana growers, right? And they arrested mm-hmm. them and what they were getting them for is like one grower would run out. So the other grower would sell to, sell to the other grower. And then the other grower that you, you sell to, he would sell it to like somebody in another state that was out of, you know, another medical marijuana guy out of state. So then they charge this the, the guy that sold it to the guy that sold it to the guy out of state that broke the law. So it's like, you know, if you loan... If you sold your uh, work tool belt to somebody and they went and used the hammer and killed somebody, they're going to charge you. So the original
0: seller who sold only to a Montanan, so someone from Montana selling to someone else from Montana, was charged with an interstate crime because down the line it was sold to someone else across state lines?
5: Right, right. So this guy said he was going to take it to a trial, Mm -hmm. right? So they said, okay, if you take it to trial... We're going to charge your wife and your two kids, too, and put them in jail and take them from you.
1: Over marijuana.
5: That's what they do now. Like, if you say, okay, I'm going to take it to trial, they're going to nail on, like, all other kinds of weird charges and, and bring in all other people. Man, that's <laughs>
0: terrible. Extortion is I illegal, know, man.
5: Dave. I can't believe that that this is happening here in Montana. It's not illegal that, when they do it, Brad. It's
1: extortion is illegal unless it's done by the state. And it would, right. it would be nice if you could get that on tape to show people, but you can't use cameras where this happens.
5: <laughs> that's yeah, usually the case. It's crazy. So, like the guy, he has to, uh, you know, take the take the plea bargain because you know he don't want to gamble his wife and kids' yep. life. You
6: know,
0: absolutely. We were, he
5: said he told me he said if I was single, I'd I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yep. You know, but
0: that's what we were talking with a guy. One of the, the abused fathers was uh, here visiting the studio uh, earlier tonight. Uh, he's one of the guys that's just being screwed over by the court system here locally. And you know, he said the same thing. And he's not the only one who said things like that. Is look, you know, if I weren't a, if I didn't have kids, I would behave differently. Yeah. And they get you. That's one of the ways they get you, Dave. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight?
5: I represented myself uh, once in court for custody for my child and I won. But it was kind of easy because in Montana, they got a law that says if one of the parents takes the kid out of state, that you,
0: you got him trumped
5: has to be heard in that in montana dave thanks
0: for the call man always appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free that's the Saquel cai toll free line you're welcome to tell us your story about uh, if you've ever not taken a plea deal how'd it go for you did you end up winning there's always that possibility because you're not going to get in front of a jury unless you don't take the plea deal that's right eight five five four fifty free that's the sacral cai toll free line this is free talk live this is free talk live dial in toll free bring us anything you want at 855-450-FREE we've been focusing on the plea deal and how it is that the plea deal is destroying the freedoms that uh, that we have or that we should have at least that you could have if you'd stand up for yourself. Because freedom, well, as they say in the cliche, freedom isn't free, right? Uh, well, freedom is free, but you have to be willing to take risks in order to have it. Like, there's no actual you know, financial cost, but there's a, a risk cost to freedom. Because if you want to live your life in a, uh, in, in a manner that uh, that avoids all conflict, well, you're going to end up being told what to do. Like, you're going to end up, these people, these government people are going to tell you uh, how they want you to behave, they're going to tell you what to do, and they're going to get away with it because if all you're trying to do is minimize the interactions you have with them, then you're going to do everything they say.
1: Interestingly, freedom actually is free; it's the tyranny that costs money.
0: Yeah, who says that? Is it P.J. or work? Who said who said that? Uh,
1: I said that. I, I don't oh, that know. Was if, you? Yeah, it was you, me. You created I, that one? I, 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 maybe someone else did, but I mean, you know, I mean, as someone who got paid for 11 years to be a police officer, you know, like the people had to pay for me to be there. To
0: do things to them, you know, and right. that's how it works. Right. So in the absence of that t- tyrannical system, f- there is freedom. Uh, so we're not in a free situation today. And the question that a lot of people want to know and answer to is, well, what will it take to make it free? What will it take to set people free? And in my observation, you don't get there by begging. That's just the way I see it. You know, maybe you would disagree on that. If so, feel free to dial in at 855-450-FREE and, you know, tell me how you could. Because if you look at the history of humans and you look at uh, what man has done to his fellow man and woman and children over the last several thousand years, hundreds of years, then it's just a history of enslavement. Yeah. And the slaves, you don't get off the plantation by asking master to let you go you have to take a risk you've got to put something on the line and that's what's being talked about in this new york times piece uh which appeared yesterday in their sunday edition encouraging people basically to not take the plea deal now the woman that's writing the article here is saying that she's too afraid to do it she's got kids and she says in the article here she can't imagine risking imprisonment uh she says life imprisonment but in not every case are you risking life imprisonment. If it's a parking ticket, you're not gonna be risking life in prison. Uh, how can I urge others to take that risk, she asks, if I'm not willing to do it. And that's a tough position to come from, right? Like, well I'm not willing to take this risk, but you should. That's not a good position to come from. So that's one of the reasons why I have taken these risks. It's why I can get on the air and say, I've done this, you can do it. And you don't have to do it in like capital crimes or whatever. I mean you don't you you can do it. On a parking ticket or a speeding ticket. And if think about how many tickets those cops are giving out. I mean, I know they claim they don't have quotas, but I think we all know they have things like that. Like they call them departmental averages. Measurable goals. Yeah.
1: And measurable goal, not a quota.
0: Right. So let's turn, let's call it something different. I mean this is perfect right. legal land nonsense. Just right. call it something different and then it's not a quota. Oh, exactly. it's not a fee if we call it a tax. Or it's not a tax if we call it a fee or these right. sorts of things. Right. So, uh, so think about all the tickets that they're handing out every single day to people. If 5%, 10%, 15% of those people took those to trial, to trial, that would crash the system doesn't have to be 50%. It can be I think 15%. I think 5%.
1: 5% would, would be
4: huge. I think
1: 5% would push it over its I mean the the court system 5% would, would be a miracle. I can speak to New Hampshire, the court system here is in such a state of disrepair that they've had to push basically anything civil involving a jury trial out years to go, like years in advance. They have to close courts on Fridays. Mm-hmm. They have to I mean it's just things here are in such bad shape yet they continue to spend so much you know valuable resources on putting people in jail for just bs
0: that's well, what they know and it's working for them so if you think about it i mean it's working yeah. for them they're getting more resources every year because they just tax people more yeah. and uh, they know people are going to go along with it they see what the numbers are they know what per- they know what their percentages are of who takes plea deals yeah and i can tell you i know what they are they're super high super high because i go to every week i call the local courthouse And I get they have a recording on this jury lines like when you're when you're a jury. And this is very similar in a lot of places. It's not just here in New Hampshire, but they'll send you your jury instructions. Oh, you've been selected as a potential jury. You need to show up at this courthouse on this particular day at this time. But call beforehand, uh, call that weekend and call this number and there'll be a recording to let you know if you actually need to show up, because sometimes the, the trial that's scheduled, the guy might take a plea deal before the weekend and then they'll canceled the trial and to in to avoid inconveniencing people some courts have actually put this little answering machine up and so so when i call the number i just listen to the message on a, like a saturday i'll call up and they'll it'll say whether or not there's jury selection on monday and if there's jury selection i'll be out there doing jury jury nullification outreach for it but nine times out of ten these days there's no jury selection so I, there were several months that went by i think it was last year Several months where there was not one jury selected. Not one.
1: Either they're getting really good at convincing people they're guilty or they, you know, push things back so far because they can't afford it.
0: I would say it's people are taking the plea deal. Largely. Because there were some jury trials, but they were almost all our people, the the activists that were taking things to trial last year. So if people were to stand up, it could cr- crash the system. But you still, you're still you still left with that question of people who are asking, like this woman, she's got kids, she's willing to do anything to get out of jail so she can get back to take care of her kids. So for her, she's not willing to take the plea deal. Yep. But she asks the question, what can we do to encourage these people? Well, the answer is to organize to some extent, to create a network of support. Because – For all the people who can't take plea deals, there are people who can, but they could use support. And if you're someone who is in a position where, like this lady, she's a lawyer, she's probably doing all right for herself. Like, you know, probably doing okay as a lawyer Uh, compared to the average person. What does a lawyer make? A lot more. And so people who are in these positions where they feel like they can't put themselves on the line, put some money up. Be willing to pony up some money to, say, like the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, for instance, uh, at uh, CDEvolution.org. Some sort of an organization. It doesn't have to be that, but just some kind of an organization that can back up the people that are willing to take that risk. So if you want to encourage people to take these risks, make it easier for them. Make it so it's not as risky. Make it so that if somebody takes a a case that has no victim – and refuses to take a plea deal that they can know that their rent 's going to be paid that I mean, they can know that their their kids are going to be taken care of
1: people up here are getting arrested on purpose for these very reasons to challenge these things and to create publicity and to make a stand and to gum up the system and the people whom are you know i know there 's thousands of people watching the things that we do here in New
0: Hampshire mm-hmm. and um You know, if only a few hundred of them would actually
1: come here, you know, uh, well, I mean, hopefully within five or six years, there'll be over 20,000 people who are like minded. And that's going to make a huge difference politically in the political system. I mean, look what
0: under a thousand people have done in the New Hampshire uh, government. Well, right. And remember, we're only talking about a thousand people who are participants in the Free State Project. That does include include all the people that those thousand people influence, because each one of those thousand has different networks in which they run has different contacts that they have made different friends that are not part of the Free State Project that are New Hampshire natives and people that have also moved here for similar reasons just because you know before the Free State project ever existed I mean I can uh, look at the the people that are spending time around the group of activists here in Keene, and I count several locals I mean a lot a, sh- a shocking amount of people are involved that are just locals. And they've gotten excited. They've gotten jazzed up about liberty because of the activism that they're seeing. So each activist actually stands for far more than just himself, those 1,000 people. So, yeah, once we get 10,000, 20,000, even 5,000, it's going to be a huge increase. 2,000. We'll double our numbers here.
1: Things are going to change here quite drastically within the next decade, I believe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As long as we can keep uh, bringing, bringing folks here. But the point being... Create that organization. This woman's talking about. We need to organize people so they can refuse these these uh, plea deals. It's happening. It's already here done. Yeah, now it's already done. You can do it where you live, and you know, best of luck to you if you do. It's not an easy road, but if you can create resources for people where, when they go to jail, they know they're going to have someone writing to them, like we have here with MailToJail.com. dot com. Although I heard MailToJail is being now
1: it was being blocked um, by. People are writing uh, Wesley Free at, at the Hillsborough County Department of Corrections. In but. the
0: Manchester Jail, uh, there was a situation where mail to jails third party mail was being blocked. Meaning that uh, there are some people who will write mail; to, they'll go to mailtojail.com. dot they'll write something, they won't fill in their return address, oh. and so mail to jail has to put mail to jail whatever ah, or you know Mike Barsky or you know they have to put something there. And basically, they figured out, oh well, we don't have to accept these if we don't know who they're from. So yeah. if you go to MailToJail.com, put a return address in. It doesn't matter if it's bunk. Yeah. Just put something in the return address field. Anyway, MailToJail.com allows you to write to people, New Hampshire-based for the most part, that are in jail. And having those, those resources encourages people to, take, to not take the plea deal because they know they're not going to do it alone. They're going to do it with people backing them. It makes a huge difference. There's more coming up. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Free Talk Live.
6: I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year, it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire.
1: Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight.
6: Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom.
1: Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me.
6: Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see?
1: Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest.
6: While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. Once again, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and enjoy the various features you'll find there, because we give them away, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. Enjoy over at freetalklive.com. All right. I don't know if there's much more to say about plea deals, except for those of you just tuning in. There's a huge piece in the New York Times yesterday. I think it's probably on our website. I will double check that though. Seems like something that would end up on FreetalkLive.com because if you go to FreetalkLive.com, you can uh, actually control the content of the website. So if you find something online that you think's interesting, you just submit it there, and then others can vote. Up or down as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. Actually, it's not there. I'm surprised. So if you go and you search for, uh, and by the way, we post all the show prep over at the BBS. So if you go to bbs.freetalklive.com later tonight, this will be linked there for you. Or you can just search for Go to Trial, Crash the Justice System by the New York Times. And it's a great piece because it's it's really positive. I mean, it's an opinion piece, so they're not even trying to be balanced on this. It's just straight out telling folks, if people don't take the plea deal, the whole system has to change.
1: It's v- I'm very shocked to see such a mainstream media outlet say something like this.
0: Well, maybe the times they are changing. I mean, because yeah. people are getting pretty frustrated. It, this, this system is affecting so many people, if you think about it. Yeah. The most people in the whole world are incarcerated here. More than China. And China has more people, period, in its country. There are more people in jail here, in prison and jail, than in China.
1: I think the United States incarcerates at a, about a rate, it's close to 1,000 per 100,000. And China, I believe, is in the hundreds. Like 100 people per 100,000. the United So like States, 10 times less? Yeah, yeah, 10 times less. And this is a, a communist police state we're right. talking about. So they
0: claim. So they claim, right. So 855-450-FREE is a number for you. Now, as far as resources go, I did mention there was something I wanted to point out. There's uh, nevertakeapleadeal.org, I believe it is. Um, and Clyde uh, Clyde Voluntarist is in charge of that website. Uh, there's also the Don't Take a Plea Deal brochure. It's a trifold brochure that you can uh, you can go to. Yeah, it's nevertakeaplea.org. Uh, so it's a whole website dedicated to this idea. And there's also the Don't Take a Plea uh, trifold, which you can go and find at tools.freekeen.com. Freekeen is a blog site. Both you and I are bloggers there, Brad. Mm -hmm. And uh, Freekeen developed this uh, Don't Take a Plea deal flyer along with the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And there's two versions of it. You can get a national version or you can get a New Hampshire version. And so this is, you know, we designed this with, Everyone in mind. We didn't want to just have something that could be only used in New Hampshire. So there's a national one with a little space on the back where you can add your own organization in there. So maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe the Ron Paul Group or the Libertarian Party or whoever. I don't know who, who will do these distributions. But you can modify it. You can print it out so it's got your own organization or stamp it or whatever. However it is you want to fill that place in. Take these to your favorite printer. Get them printed up. Get them folded.
1: They're very professionally
0: done. They are slick. They are. Very well done. I This is one of my favorite forms of activism. First of all, because it gets me up on a Monday morning. I have been so productive today, Brad, because I got up and did Don't, th- don't Take a plea <laughs> Deal outreach. Because I have to get up at sec- 7.30 in the morning. I've got to get up. I've got to get out. I've got to get to the courthouse by 8. Because if people start lining up, usually on a Monday morning, it's everybody that's there from the weekend. They've been arrested over the weekend. They're coming to court Yeah. Uh, for arraignments. And so I want to get these folks, because I want to get them at arraignment. I want to get them with a the message of don't take a plea deal while they're at an arraignment where they have the the, the first chance to take that plea deal. And I don't the – th- the only thing is I don't know how effective it is because no one has ever said, you know, I didn't take the plea deal because of that flyer. No one has ever come back with that specific –
1: in Manchester, um, there's an activist there working on um, reaching out to. They, they're getting basically the, the list of arrests, and they're going through and they're reaching out to all the people who've been charged with um, victimless offenses. And they've been uh, reaching out to them and you know encouraging them individually, not just like in a line as they come into the courthouse, mm-hmm. but like reaching out to them ahead of time. And telling them, look, you know, um, you shouldn't take the plea on this because you didn't hurt anybody. You, you know, you, vices huh. should, vices should not be crimes. And you know, the best. It seems like the best time to really get people is when they're about to be chewed up by the system, you know, for, s- for sure.
0: They're going to be very open minded to new yeah. ideas at that time.
1: Yeah. Like, we- now, I'm glad
0: to hear that that's going on. Are they mailing them something?
1: Uh, I believe so. Um, Mike okay. Ruff is the one who, who's been working on that. And I've spent some time like explaining essentially what the different charges are, because there are, there are some that are technically victimless, but, you know, kind of, you know, your time is better spent in other places. You know, like there are things like habitual offender, which if you just drive a car, um, you go drive, to jail. You go to jail. Um, but there are a lot of people who are habitual offenders because they've killed multiple people in like DWI crashes. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, you know, things like that can get a little convoluted and, and sort of skew the message. I
0: know? guess that's one of the negative sides of the way I'm doing it. Is I'll just hit anybody that's coming into the court. I don't yeah. care who they are. I'm just hitting them. I'm offering everyone that walks in, hey, how would you like to? Would you like some information about court today?
1: You know, yeah, and here you go. Well, I don't think it's necessarily bad because even people who do uh, legitimately commit legitimate crimes—I mean, people make mistakes. It's true. Um, people, um, people, when they "quote unquote" pay their debt to society in the current system, they should be—you uh, know—they should be treated as a human being. And just because someone may have robbed a bank. Uh, 14 years ago doesn't mean they should be sitting in jail now for possession of a plant.
0: Right. And it doesn't mean that they won't change down the line. Yeah. Even if they are walking in there for some sort of a robbery crime that they might change how they behave in the future and yeah. then not People, taking a plea deal could be useful. there. Right.
1: People should be encouraged to improve. Right.
0: But for me, it's, you know, it's a money thing. Like, I, I don't know, sending mail is expensive. Yeah, so I'm expensive. not, I'm not, I'm not going to use the mail system if I can avoid it. Um, But anyway, my point being that I I spend every Monday morning doing this, and we also have activists that have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday covered. So we literally have someone standing in the courthouse every single day of the week that they have arraigned. I don't think they normally do them on Fridays for whatever reason, but Mm -hmm. we try to cover as many days as we possibly can to alert people to this concept because – I don't know. How many people actually consider this? How many people even know this is an option? How many people are, are thinking about this stuff?
1: Well, most people just want to be in and out. They've got to. Right.
0: And they know. do. And that's what most people are going to do anyway. They're going to get this information. And they're going to think, oh, I, don't, I can't do that. It's too risky. I've got kids or I've got to work or whatever. And I totally understand. And it's fine. It's not for everybody. But if everyone did consider. Doing this for the small stuff like parking tickets, speeding tickets, the stuff where even if you get found guilty, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, look, if you were going to pay the speeding ticket anyway and you can take it to trial and still end up paying close to the same amount, then you're clogging the system and you're not really paying any more. And it all depends on how your system works in – or the system works in your area because they're all different. Some of them might hit you with like a couple hundred dollars in court costs for taking something to trial, which is terrible. They don't do that here in New Hampshire. So that's one of the other benefits of – or at least not that I've ever seen. Uh, They don't hit you with a $400 court cost if you take something to trial.
1: Massachusetts, I remember hearing recently that Massachusetts just added a fee if you plead not guilty. I have no idea how this is constitutional, but if you plead not guilty and you make the state prove it, they – they tack on a court fee. And, I mean, Massachusetts is just all sorts of screwed up in its own right, But uh, as far as the state's concerned. But these things are, are happening statewide. It hasn't happened here yet, uh, excuse me, countrywide. I don't think that could fly here in New Hampshire. Uh, but I think it's one of the best ways to sort of manipulate the system and force the system to prioritize uh, because absent any uh, private market protection services being able to compete with each other there still needs to be protection services like legitimate protection from legitimate criminals and if you uh if you make the system say you know realize that they need to spend their time prioritizing and not going after peaceful people i mean that's a that's sort of a little revolution in itself and it's completely peaceful
0: and you didn't have to beg anyone's permission for it which i like i like not having to beg i know you. and that's what this uh this allows us to do if we can get the people together to do it together. Because if you do it alone, you might as well just be throwing yourself in front of the tanks. Yep. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves coming up. Well, there's a certain addiction that a lot of people are suffering from these days, and I might be one of them. We'll tell you more about it coming up. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll free, 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include listening options. Uh, you've got a bunch of them, including live streams. We've got over 100 great radio stations that carry the show throughout the week at various different times. In addition to that, you'll find that we're on XM Satellite Radio. We've got two channels that uh, carry us up on XM, as well as free-to-air, KU Band Satellite. We've got that, too. And the listen lines and the webcam, the listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn about all of that. Now, I mentioned that there is an addiction that people uh, are suffering from. And, I don't know, suffering, I guess. It's not that suffering, I guess, but you are wasting time. Or at least I am. I know I am. It's an internet addiction, or an information addiction, as they call it here. And zenhabits.net has a survival guide for beating information addiction. So if you're like me, you might be suffering from information addiction. It's a growing problem as people spend more and more of their time online. And while online tools are amazing, being addicted to checking them can steal most of your day. You know you're an information addict if you, check email, Facebook, news, or some other social network first thing in the morning and last thing at night, are constantly on your mobile device when you're away from home or office. Damn it. Yeah, they got you already. (laughs) I feel. Can't get away from the computer in order to get outside, exercise, or spend time with people while disconnected. Are constantly posting to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or texting or emailing. While meeting with other people. So, like, the people that are, even though they're around other humans in physical reality, are kind of immersed in their handheld device.
1: Kind of like, would you be weirded out right now if I I IM'd you?
0: That would not be good. (laughs) And you are, by the way, using your laptop while we're talking, uh, Brad. Can't get important work done because you have to check your messages. Feel anxiety if you're completely disconnected for more than a few minutes and you can't imagine spending an entire day disconnected.
4: Yeah, I really can't.
0: No, I don't I don't fall into 100% of those, but I don't think you have to. And I know that I spend way too much time on Facebook and email. Way too much. I know I do, and I, I'm trying my best to be cognizant of it. Like I'll try to catch myself cuz I start looping. So like I'll I'll click into email and I'll you know look at email and I'll click over to Facebook and I'll look at Facebook and I'll go back to email and it's terrible. It's, it's kind
1: of like the song that never
0: ends. It yeah. just
1: goes on and on. Well, right cuz
0: there could always be something new. There could always be a new message waiting and like I don't want there to be a new message. Like I want to be done with the emails <laughs> and like that's part of the obsession is to have the clean email box. Yeah. Like to just keep Oh my god. Are you Brad, are you OCD? I, uh, maybe a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if one of these, uh, if, one of, if none of these seem like a problem for you, even if you do them, then they probably aren't a problem. But if you see yourself in one or more of these and want to change, then this guide is for you. The survival guide isn't the ultimate guide to beating an addiction, however. It's a set of tips and techniques that I have used to survive the constant pull of the online world. First steps. Don't know where to start? These steps can be done today. Number one, assess your habits. What are you addicted to most? When you're most likely to be sucked, when are you most likely to be sucked into your addiction? For the rest of the day and the next several days, keep a handy little piece of paper and pen or pencil with you and write down the things that you check often, putting a tally mark next to those things each time you check them. TV news channel, Facebook or Twitter, interest of or P interest or Reddit, keep a tally so you know what you're dealing with. And we'll continue with these steps here in a moment. We'll also take your calls about anything. Mark is in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. Brian is checking kinda, his phone right now, by the way. You made me think of it. <laughs> hey. I know you guys
7: were kind of moving on, but uh, just now I just had a chance to kind of call in. I was wanting to earlier, but didn't have an opportunity. I was listening. Um, and here in Indiana, uh, as far as the police thing, particularly with traffic court, um, it is it is one of those deals where if you go against it and you lose, you will be charged court costs. How much? And, um Gosh, it's been a little while. Uh, it's been—I think it's like three hundred. I think. Whoa. Plus. Yeah, it's pretty steep. Um, I had a situation where in Indiana they—and I don't know about you guys, state—but here in Indiana they just passed a uh, couple years ago the seatbelt law. Oh man. Yeah, and, which to me is absolutely ludicrous, um, just because of the fact that it has nothing to do with the safe operation of my vehicle to be strapped in.
1: No, it has to do um, with the auto insurance lobby.
7: Right. Yeah, that's, that's part of it there. The other part of it, too, though, quite frankly, in my opinion, is they always follow the money. It's just at the time the law first came out, they were able to, if you were pulled over for any other infraction, and you weren't wearing a seatbelt, they could add to that, and that was 25 bucks. And then the law changed about two years ago to where they could pull you over for not wearing the seatbelt. So it's a period.
0: primary offense now.
7: Exactly. It was a primary offense. And also a $25, and it just ticked me off. I actually went to where uh, I refused to wear my seatbelt until I actually got up to $200 in fines, and I finally hit that and started wearing it because I just couldn't afford it. But, but yeah, I was when I first started looking into fighting, I was literally told that, yeah, you could fight it, but if you lost, it was going to cost me you another know, $300 support costs for
0: What it's crazy. I mean, so in those cases, I don't blame anyone for taking the plea deal. I mean, it's just they try to make it so financially difficult for you to to exercise your rights. Uh, It's one of the perks of being here in New Hampshire is we don't have to deal with that crap. At least not yet. Who knows, they might start implementing court costs if uh, if people start taking these things to court. They could always go in the wrong direction in response to an overwhelming group of people that aren't taking the plea deal. But, you know, you just kind of have to throw caution to the wind and see what happens. But my question for you is, what happens in Indiana if you don't pay the court costs? What happens if you don't pay the fines and the court costs? Uh, Jail. Yeah, but is there like here in New Hampshire? Typically, you get a fifty dollar per day credit off of the fines for every day you sit in jail. Is there anything like that there, or is it just like we're going to lock you up forever until you pay something?
7: Now that I don't know because I've I don't know of anyone that's ever taken it that far, and I right. certainly have not either. But uh, I'm sure there's there's probably something along those lines, but but to what extent I don't know exactly.
1: In my experience, um, in my experience, the best way the state has gone about getting people to pay past-due, quote-unquote, debt, is by suspending their driver's license and saying, nope, we're not giving it back to you until you pay these fees. And so your license becomes suspended, and then you get caught with a suspended license, and you eventually become a habitual offender, and then you go
0: to prison. That's a good point. Yeah, they've they've got all kinds of stuff they can hold over you. Well, and
7: it's just it's amazing to me the amount, uh, and and I notice a lot of it in in Indiana, and I'm in sales, so I do a lot of driving, so this may be one of the reasons it jumps out at me, but I've noticed that, um, particularly like in construction zones, they did a rather major construction on one of the uh, bypasses. And uh, it went on for some time. In fact, it's still going on uh, on the west side (laughs) of Indianapolis.
0: How many years uh, has it been going on for?
7: uh, Oh, my gosh. It's probably been going on for over a year as far as what they've they've got up, as far as what they've been working on. And it has been pretty major, I'll get in that, but there were sections of it that were done. That they still deemed a "quote unquote" construction area, just so they could shoot you with though,
0: some radar and pull you over.
7: Oh my gosh! And they do, and the fines are triple, double, and triple. Oh man! You know, but in, in a uh, construction zone in this state.
0: Mark, thanks um, for the call tonight. I really appreciate the story and the thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. A plea deal, information, addiction, or whatever you want to talk about. Free talk live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeene.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at FreeKeene.com. That's FreeKeene.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you will find there. And a lot of those features, uh, we give them away to you. But if you want to help support the show, you can do that by becoming an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a simple concept. You send in three bucks a month, and we use that money to promote Free Talk Live. We use that money to get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. You can use any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website over at amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks. Like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, Amp Only forum, podcast, and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. More about information addiction coming up. First, your calls. Matt is in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hey, Matt. Hey. What's on your mind?
8: Um, Well, first off, I don't know if you guys know, because no one really seems to know about this. Um, Are you guys aware that um, I don't remember the exact House representative's name, but... um, He um, presented a bill earlier today in Congress, and it was, I guess, approved, because they're going to have hearings about this, um, of impeaching Obama.
1: I think it was someone from South Carolina or North Carolina. What
0: about, what for?
8: Um, his, um, I guess, okay, I guess he didn't ask Congress's official permission to send troops to either uh, Libya or Syria, or both. I, I know both countries were mentioned, I don't know if it was, uh... So apparently for that, I, I don't really 100% know, but I just was curious because, I mean, I'm driving, so I'm not on the way from, like, you know, TV and stuff, but, and I don't have cable, so but no one really seems to be talking about this. It's only, like, online and stuff.
1: Well, I mean, does does do you think it'll actually ever happen?
8: Um, Well, considering the fact that Republicans control the House, I think it's very possible he could be impeached, but kicked out of office, no, I don't think... Uh, 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 Harry Reid will ever, like, elect, like oh, they, Democrats control the, um, the Senate, so I don't think that he would ever be kicked out of office.
1: Well, they'd be setting quite a dangerous precedent for all the upcoming, you know, Republican presidents that take office when, you know, when the Democratic president got uh, impeached for not declaring war, as the Constitution seems to require, um, then their uh, candidates... Yeah, shouldn't that also happen yeah. to George Bush as well? Yeah, there should be a bunch of people so, who should be impeached.
8: Well, the thing with... Um, but see, my thing is is that like truman back when in his uh, uh his term, he asked Congress's permission to go to uh, Korea to help the South Koreans, but then no declaration of war was issued, and then Johnson asked Congress's permission to go to Vietnam, but again no uh declaration of war was issued on North Vietnam, and then h w Bush did the same thing to help Kuwait against Iraq, and then the thing about w. Bush is kind of interesting is because. Congress gave him permission to deal with Al Qaeda and all who harbor Al Qaeda members, and that was you know Afghanistan and the Taliban. Now the thing with Iraq is that um, whether or not he, whether or not there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, you know we gave them, we announced like months in advance that we were coming to get, the, like coming after Iraq, and they could have, in fact, rid themselves of their uh, weapons of mass destruction. But then again, he, it could just be for the oil, like everyone says. The thing was that there were al-Qaeda members in Iraq, and therefore, technically, Congress, I mean, he's kind of sneaky about it, if you think about it. Um, he went to Iraq, but did, you know, years before, have the blessing of Congress to deal with anybody who um, who was harboring al-Qaeda members. And we proved that there were al-Qaeda members in Iraq. I mean, we... Killed the leader of Al Qaeda. Well, I didn't do I anything.
0: Remember. By the way, you keep saying "we," and I'm not in that "we." I oh. didn't go to war.
8: Oh, and... well, okay, I'm just—I'm to just like United States itself. Okay, oh, okay, I guess the U.S. Uh, armed Forces killed the uh, Al Qaeda leader in Iraq. Um, so, um, I, but, I, but I as you pointed
0: out, no one—no uh, one declared any war since uh, World War II. So, I mean, clearly all of this is unconstitutional on its face. But let's get back to the original issue that you brought up, which is the idea that Obama could possibly be impeached. And, of course, politically this is a very difficult thing to accomplish. Uh, But let's say they do. Let's say they do accomplish this. Are they going to accomplish it before he gets out of office? Number one, first, first question, probably not the gears of government turn very slowly. So odds are good, even if he were impeached, it would end up being like an impeachment after the fact. Now, again, I suppose he is running for reelection, so maybe that would affect his chances at reelection, election etc., and so on. But all that said, you know, it's not going to affect his first term in any way, shape, or form, would be my guess. And then regarding the impeachment, as you said, it won't necessarily mean he'll be kicked out of office, but let's say that he was. Let's say that... You know, you get this miracle political football, and they manage to take it into the end zone. And, and then you have Joe Biden. Right, then, right, he's replaced by another politician. So, really, what have you changed? What, why even get excited about it?
8: Uh, I don't know if I'm excited, though. Like I said, like, the, the other thing uh, one of my friends pointed out was that, uh, how, how do they put it, that, they could wait to file the impeachment proceedings after the 2012 election in hopes that um, they um, that the Republicans gain a majority in the Senate. That way, they could impeach him and kick him out. But I told I told, told him not to get his hopes up because, like I said, I, I doubt um, Obama getting I doubt Obama getting kicked out of office. Is, I doubt it's going to happen.
0: But like, like I, I sure said, so what happens. if it does? So what?
8: I, know, I guess well I mean it depends on if yeah he it's like you said it depends on if he wins re-election or
0: not um But uh, even if he wins re-election and they let's say he wins re-election and they impeach him uh you know a month after he gets re-elected and they even kick him out of office so what now you've got the VP who's gotten the uh, the president's job Seems like a big distraction What what have you really changed Now like you said you said you're not that excited about this but it's interesting enough to you to you know call into this radio show so you know hold your feet to the fire What have you really I, I, changed
8: I guess um 'Cause usually when a presidential candidate goes, like if they're a conservative, they choose a um I guess you say a a, a, uh, a vice president candidate who's more liberal than they are and then vice versa. Um no. who's liberal, I choose. No, it used, well, to, be that. That. It I, used I, to be that it used to be I consider well I consider it... chaining I consider chaining more liberal than um
0: bush was i, I don't even know what of... that means i mean these people are all a bunch of thugs to me and they're all people that want to control other human beings lives i don't know what it even means to be liberal or conservative do you
8: um i can take it as conservatives say that they want a smaller government and liberals say they want a bigger government that's the way that's it been explained to me well so what
0: someone says isn't the same as what they do though right
8: well i don't know like Usually, like okay. For instance, uh, what's his name? Uh, Boehner. He's. Yeah. You know, like, they want to cut government spending because they
0: he do they? Says that he wants. Do they really want to? <laughs> because uh, if you look at the conservatives who were in uh, in charge of this country for six years during the Bush administration, uh, no, they didn't cut any government. They actually increased the size of government dramatically. So what they say isn't necessarily what they do. And why do people keep believing what they say anyway? These are politicians. Don't we haven't? I, haven't I you learned? I, I mean, haven't Americans learned their lesson yet?
8: I don't take everything a politician says, you know, to heart. I'm just saying that, like, for instance, like there was the thing that between Boehner and Obama, where Boehner was saying, "I want to cut spending," and Obama was like, "Well, I don't want you to." So that's like, I don't know, as my friend pointed out, he said that was like a classic battle of a conservative versus a liberal. You have a conser- He said Boehner, but there's no, there's
0: nothing at issue. I mean, all they're talking about is minutia because if you're cutting spending you're not cutting taxes so what the hell's the, what's the difference of whether they spend whether they cut the spending or not you haven't cut the size of government
1: whoever managed to position the democratic party and the republican party in such a way where they have such a stranglehold on the the national political scene is a genius because instead of like talking about the things that really matter, um, as far as you know, we have friends that are getting put in jail for things that have never harmed anybody else. Uh, people are focused on you know this this pretend fight between the Republicans right. and Democrats.
0: It's all the show. They've got you fooled, man. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Just because they say something doesn't mean they believe it. It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean they're going to do what they say. And half the times the thing they, things they say are designed to sneakily avoid the real issues, which is, oh, we're going to cut spending, but we're not going to cut taxes. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, Free Talk Live.
4: On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com.
0: This is free talk live the moments remain not enough time for your thoughts if you want to make a call to 855-453 that's toll free 1-855-450-3733 here tonight it's ian and bradley and by the way uh you can get more brad over on freekeen.com that is one of your would that would that be your primary blog site brad
1: well you know um yeah i mean i i post anything that uh, is relevant to any type of activism I'm working on on Free Keen. You know, I live in Dover, New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. but I just happen to be pals with you. So it's where I post things related to me.
0: Well, Free Keen uh, is a website that originally started with the intent to focus on Keen area activism, but over time, it ended up kind of widening the scope simply because it was needed, uh, simply because there just, there wasn't anyone else who was covering anything going on anywhere else in a blog sort of format and so we did it because it was necessary. We've seen a couple of blogs crop up uh, here and there, like org, And uh, Garrett does a great job over there yep. with that website. But still, there's a real dearth of information out there about some of the activism that's going on. Uh, and uh, freekeen.com is it's the place. To, I mean, it's probably the most popular liberty oriented blog in the New Hampshire liberty movement.
6: Yeah.
1: I mean, it covers um, a whole slew of different types of activism styles. You know, like my activism style is more in the system than mm-hmm. some of the other people and um, it's just a good place to go for Liberty News. Freaking.
0: No doubt. And also, something else you want to check out as far as websites are concerned, If you've, you know, whether you have an information addiction or not, I don't know how much, much more we're going to be able to discuss that. Maybe we'll talk more about it tomorrow night. But uh, weusecoins.org is where you go to learn more about Bitcoin. There are no contracts to sign or terms of service by which to abide. The Bitcoin is a completely decentralized currency. It isn't owned by some corporation, it's not issued by a government, it's not centrally controlled in any way, shape, or form. It's a peer-to-peer network, and hence, it is therefore untouchable by the various governments in the world. And that, boy, does that piss them off. Nothing they can do. They are very frustrated by the Bitcoin, which is reason number one to really take a serious look at it and find out exactly why this is such a threat to the status quo.
1: Anything that the government detests so vigorously, you know that it's probably a good thing.
0: Generally, that's a general <laughs> rule of thumb, I would say. Yeah. So that's a good reason to look at the Bitcoin. But there are other reasons as well. I mean, you don't, again, there's no one you have to beg permission from to get involved. Just download the software and start start it up. And then if you want to feed uh, get some Bitcoins, you can do that with cash. Just deposit some at any major bank and go to bitinstant.com. So you can buy your bitcoins with cash at bitinstant dot com, but go first learn about it. Go to WeUseCoins.org dot org and learn about Bitcoin. This this the Bitcoin could change the the whole financial system, the strata, if you will. WeUseCoins.org. Let's go to Nemo. Listening in Detroit, Nemo. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Brad. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind today? Yeah, okay, I want
2: to talk about the uh, the plea bargain.
0: The what plea no, bargains? Go for I'm... it.
2: Okay. I was in Holland Park, Michigan, one late night, and I got pulled over. And I was feeding, so and I didn't have proof of insurance, So I had a ticket for both of them. I get to say, okay, I'll go to court because most of my cases have been, I go to court. Police officers haven't shown up and they've grown out. Now this time I get there, okay, they tell me, okay, you're not going to see the judge today, but you can all, you can just don't take the plea. And pay, and pay the cost. No point. Uh, okay, well, well, uh, might as well do that. because like if you if you want to take it to court, you're gonna have to pay the full cost to end some other hmm So just okay. So I go down. I say, okay, well, get out of here. I'll go. I'll go pay my ticket. I say, okay, my ticket says ninety six dollars. Now, when I get there, he tells me one hundred and fifty. And I said, what about the $96? Oh, the $96 is
0: with points. If you don't want any points, uh-huh. you pay the one So you can bribe away <laughs> the points. Legal bribery. Awesome. you yeah. got to love these people. I mean, they're just incredible. All they out, just, it's all out in the open, too. Right.
2: Just
1: amazing.
0: That's the robbery playing out. But I have to take it.
2: I didn't, have any, I didn't have a job. I didn't have time to do all this. I was looking for a job. And everything and i just said forget it Please, don't know i hate
0: that i have to
2: do it that way but yeah well, people they feel that. like
0: they're they, they feel like they're caught between a rock and a hard place and they really are in a lot of these circumstances like the the last guy from indianapolis you know They're charging hundreds of dollars in court costs if you take these things to trial, and you are going to lose. I mean, don't, don't fool yourself into thinking that because you've taken it to trial that you actually have much of a chance of winning unless you go in front of a jury. And, of course, in these traffic matters, they're not going to let you have a jury. You're going to sit there at a bench trial, and that judge is going to convict you every single time because what are you going to do? Appeal it? Now you've got to pay hundreds of dollars more to take it to an appeal. What are you going to do? Hire a lawyer? There you go. There's more money you've got to throw on the table. So they know they've got you every which way but sunset.
1: The judges are actually funded by the money that they, you know, order extracted from people from guilty
0: findings. Nemo, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? Oh, that's it. Thanks for the call, man. But I, I enjoyed the show. Thank you. I appreciate hearing your story tonight. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Have you ever heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do they do that around here? No. Okay.
1: They don't I believe they do that in mass though. You can
0: pay extra and avoid the points.
1: Right, because people are more concerned about the... The The points, because you can lose your license. Right, well, you lose your license, and also the convictions on your record increase your insurance rating. Which, which makes your insurance more expensive, more expensive. than um, an extra $60 or extra... So ultimately,
0: it's less costly to give them the extra money. Right. It's and total extortion.
1: And for them, they don't care. Well, the extortion is only illegal if it's illegal. If it's not the state. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the way the state uh, people write their laws yeah. usually exempts them from these things. Like even right. murder. It's yeah. not murder if we do it. If it's legal, then it's not murder. Right. If it's right. a legal killing. Right. It's a justifiable homicide, is what it's called. Gosh. 450
1: free. It's just so out in the open. There's there's no attempt to hide. Why it? shouldn't it be? I yeah. mean,
0: as as uh, Harry Brown, I think it was, who said, "The uh, government is just the mafia, the most successful mafia." They the only difference is they fly flags in front of their offices. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, I I really want to talk about this uh, this issue of the uh, the addictions. So I want to take. We'll just continue this here for a short bit, and then tomorrow night we'll get into it in uh, in depth. But we're talking about information addiction. And Brad, I mean, would you say you have this? Yes. I, I definitely have it. Hi, and
1: Hi, I'm Brad. I'm an addict.
0: I, I totally am an, an addict of information. And I can't even tell myself it's productive anymore. Like, you know, I can't make any excuses for it. There's no excuse I can make for it. So, like, the first step, they say, in addictions, uh, in solving your problem is realizing you have one. I've realized I've had one for quite a while, but I haven't uh, solved my problem.
1: I, I'm, I feel like the guy who... Um, like gives his alcoholic friend a drink but like honestly Ian, like your particular line of work requires you to interact with people so like you're sitting here you're sitting here doing work it's just you're you know sort of you know over here not doing so much work you know so well,
0: right i'm obviously not do i don't touch the stuff during the show uh it's like i'm not here browsing while i'm on the air that would be way too distracting Uh, And I normally get upset at Mark if I see him playing video games or doing something else like that uh, on the air. But because I think you need to focus on on the task at hand. But when I'm doing my normal day activities, if I'm calling radio stations, I'm frequently in my my email box, like a station might want me to send them something like I have to send something via email to them, like an agreement or something like that. And then I'm back in my email box, and oh, there's a new email in there from so and so, and oh, I've got to handle this uh, Facebook. It, you know, I just, yeah, but, I just have this obsession with cleaning out the email. But box. But for
1: you, your obsession is actually productive because you're able to, you know, communicate with customers or people who donate money,
0: and it can be productive, but not when I'm not when I get to the point where I should be doing something else, yeah. because I shouldn't be spending as much time as I am spending doing these tasks that should be limited like i should be able to limit myself to when i go into these places and the the trick is i could try to stay out but if i go in because i have to to like send an email to someone or whatever then i have to somehow restrict myself from going further than what my original intention was
1: i think you should just embrace your dysfunction just embrace it <laughs>
0: no no <laughs> no you are an enabler this is dangerous having you around yes um, because no, it's not good. I know I could de- get more done. And I am obviously getting things done. I feel like I was pretty productive today because I woke up on time, which is always nice. Well. Um, but I still know I blew some time where I shouldn't have. I And, and I think we all have. I mean, the more... The more you're online, the more likely you have these problems. But I think a lot of people have problems allocating their time or choosing the, the you know the, the best thing to do with their time. And so these are issues that a lot of people have, whether or not they're online. It's just a general time allocation problem. So I definitely want to talk more about this because I think there's a really good post over here at ZenHabits.net/slash/infoholic, a survival guide for beating information addiction. Uh, because we we don't really even get into uh, any of the meat of this as far as you know how to actually handle this stuff. They have suggestions like take a break, you know, just take a break, get away from the computer for a little while. When
1: I take a break, I bring my
0: BlackBerry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm on my uh, Android while I'm on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where your texts come from? <laughs> you wish you knew. Uh, all right, so we're out of time here tonight. But it's a good way to make toilet time feel more productive. Absolutely. Why not kill two birds with one stone? (laughs) All right, we're done for tonight. Back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
5: Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am a dirty ass. Takes away everything you
8: can get. Keep them on the hook with this affordable plan. I call it democracy. I have
6: to.
5: Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the
6: game is rigged.
5: The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, Everybody.
3: and at a discount at CDbaby.com.